Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for Bring Me the News as well as Zone Coverage and Bring Me the News. Joining me is my co-host and managing editor of the Viking Age, Adam Patrick. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also available in podcast form on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So you can like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you need to do so you never miss a new episode. Adam, I I see that you're rocking your San Diego Padres hat. So before we get going here, I just want to congratulate you on uh, a team that actually spends money to get a shortstop. <laughs> actually, your team spent enough money to get two shortstops, one of which now you're moving to the outfield and may or not be on steroids. But uh, congratulations. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, I didn't I had nothing to do with it. And uh, I uh... you you called you called AJ Preller. You're like, hey, man, I, I'm not going to be a fan. And yeah, like, <laughs> This is a total different universe, and I, I know I totally jumped over you, but I mean, like, Twins fans, they're just like, you know, Target Field got built, and there's this group of Twins fans that's just like, this doctrine right here said that the Polads would spend money if we built Target Field, and I don't even go to game. And it's like, yeah, bullshit, on a nice sunny day, you're there double-fisting beers, but I digress. <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, like, after making the – you know, the NLCS last year, obviously the Padres owners. Wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. You won a playoff series? Oh, yeah, yeah. They beat the Dodgers. What, what does that feel like? Yeah. <laughs> wait, no, no. You won a playoff game. Yeah. You won a playoff game. You yeah. won multiple playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they had a lot shit. of, they had a lot of fun. They're like, hey, hey, this, this is a good time. I think we should keep doing this. So they, you know, went out and spent some money. I guess they were in on like Aaron Judge too and Trey Turner. So, uh, what a world. Were, they've been trying to spend money and, and finally, uh, Xander Bogarts was like, yes, I will. I will take your money. Um, so, yeah, they got all those dudes. I guess, you know, hopefully they'll be able to pitch because they, they got some batters. But, uh, you know, it was, those have shootouts. Those be the, you know, the greatest show on on the uh, diamond, I guess you could call. They they uh, have a big park. I mean, Petco is pretty big, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, did they move in the walls ever? I think, I think so. Did. I think yeah. they did. Yeah. But. Um, it's much better you know, now. Nobody yeah. likes to see fly balls or whatever. Um, that's enough baseball talk. It's the middle of December, but uh, the Minnesota Vikings are 10 and two and the Detroit lions are five and seven. Uh, and the Vikings are one and a half point underdogs to the lions coming up on Sunday. That is the big topic. That is our first topic of the day. Uh, the Vikings have won nine of their past 10 games. And that includes wins over the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets, who are all in the playoff race. And they also beat the Patriots and Commanders, who are in the eighth seed in their respective conferences right now. Uh, the Lions, as I mentioned, they're five and seven. They've won four of their past five games, so good for Dan Campbell. Uh, but they have wins over the Packers, Bears, Giants, and Jaguars, which uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. So... I'm just going to ask you straight up. Does this make any sense to you that the Vikings are not favored? Um, I think at first it didn't, but then when you kind of dig deeper and you understand what the odds makers are trying to do, it, it makes a bunch of sense because they're just basically trying to make sure they don't lose money, um, which is basically what they do with, with every line. They want people to bet a certain way, and right now they want people to bet on the Lions, and they're going to hope that, Either the Vikings win or the Lions don't cover, and the Vikings just play really close games. They've their last what or nine of their games this year have been one score games. So the Lions are going to be close no matter what, uh, pretty much every week. 
Um, and then the Lions and Vikings play close games. Uh, three of the last four games have been decided by two points. The last game earlier this year was decided by four points. Um, so Vegas is just trying to make sure they don't lose money on this game. Uh, the last time the Lions got a win by more than two points over the Vikings was 2017. So, you know, if you think the Lions are going to win, that's that's fine. But you better hope that they they win by, you know, more than a point. Um, and that's that's something that Vegas is hoping doesn't happen. Um, but, yeah, I'm not surprised if you go to other site, other like analytic sites like 538. They still have the Vikings with like a 61 percent chance to win. If you go to ESPN's like matchup predictor, there's the Vikings are still like have like a 57, 56 percent chance to win. So people still think the Vikings are going to win. It's just the odds makers are just trying to make sure they 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 have the advantage over uh, betters, which is what they do, and they're smart, and this is why they're good at what they do. And yeah, I just I don't I've learned to not really care about odds. Uh, over the years, because a lot of times they don't make sense, uh, but they make sense to the people who make them. So, you know, it's it's kind of uh, a lot of people can look at the line and be like, oh, my God, the, the Vikings are underdogs. And it's like, not really like in, in Ve- OK, in Vegas, they are uh, also with Vegas, not a, not a real world. Like go to Vegas. It's like this fake place that's, you know, not even real. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried or anything that they're they're not favored or anything. Because um, we've seen plenty of times where the Vikings have been favored by like 13, 14 points, and they get beat. So uh, you know, it it is what it is. But the Vikings are still, you know, technically the team that everyone thinks is going to win. So yeah, I I mean, I can't remember who the Twins representative was at the draft lottery, but he said. Uh, you know, the twins were 13th going into that lottery and uh, they moved into the top five. And before that happened, uh, whoever their representative was, was like, I had a feeling we would move into the top six or whatever it is. But uh, that's the same feeling that gets large casinos built in Vegas. Um, and that applies here. I, I mean, if I'm a gambler and I am to a point, I'm not a very good gambler, but I, I mean, I, I like to gamble. I like to dabble in that every now and then. But as one and a half point underdogs, like my rule of thumb with the Vikings this season is that if it's within, if it's over one score, bet, hammer it. Because you know damn well it's going to be within one score. And Vegas mm-hmm. knows this too. Mm-hmm. Like if it's within one score, don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it at all. And I have a hard time arguing about lines because the last time we did this, Dallas was coming into us bank stadium and they were favored by a point and a half and Mm -hmm. they won 40 to three. So um, I I don't really know, you know why I think maybe an idea might have to do with, you mentioned a little bit, Dan Campbell's history against the Vikings because he's made them sweat. Like you're listening to a Metallica album on full blast. (laughs) Uh, September, 2021, the Vikings blew a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter. Greg Joseph or Kirk Cousins had to lead a drive and Greg Joseph had to boot through a 54 yarder to win the game. That was the, that was the Zimmer Zimmer cousins. uh, Zimmer's going to get, yeah, the fight or Mm -hmm. well, the, the fight. I don't know if it was a fight or a fight or maybe challenging. uh, I think it was a fight. I think Zimmer, he wanted to go. (laughs) He wanted to, he wanted cousins in a back alley. Like, (laughs) Let's go, MF. Let's let's go meet you in a back alley and we'll throw hands. Um, 
December 2021, the Vikings go down 20 to 6 at halftime. This is our last visit to Detroit. They take a late lead, but then they allow a walk-off touchdown to Monra St. Brown because Cameron Dancer was playing in the middle of the end zone, but you yeah. just need to break the plane yeah. of the end zone yeah. in order yeah. to, yeah. 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 you know, um, score a touchdown. So that was no good. Uh, that was actually Dan Campbell's first career win, by the way, as a head coach. So uh, the Vikings... Definitely in the gift of giving last holiday season. Uh, that game also, if we're relaying this to Mike Zimmer, uh, I believe that was the week after Mike Zimmer had his infamous PowerPoint where he listed everything that wasn't his fault. Um, we've come a long way as Vikings since mm-hmm. then. But uh, September 2022, that was earlier, the Lions had a 14-point lead twice. The Vikings came back and won because Dan Campbell didn't go for it for the sixth time on fourth down or whatever. And uh, the Vikings wound up winning. Dan Campbell has actually talked about that decision. Like, yeah. oh, man, it's going to haunt me the rest of my life, which, of course, it is. It's Dan Campbell. Like, he's just, <laughs> you know, he's pounding double venties. And I don't know. He's doing lines in the locker room. Like, if I'm a, if I'm a Detroit Lions player, my coach, like, does cocaine before uh, the game, <laughs> I'd want to run through a wall, too. <laughs> Granted, I'm like the Kool-Aid man sometimes with my energy, just naturally. But, like, just, like. <laughs> Coach is really into this. Let's go kick some ass. Like he's really? he's like tweaking right now. Um, you think Dan, this history has anything to do with the line? Oh yeah, it always does. Uh, but that's that's part of the reason why it's close. Like I mentioned, three of the last four games decided by two points. Last one decided by four. The Lions and Vikings, especially with Dan Campbell in the mix, they play close games. Um, and I expect the same thing to happen on on Sunday. I expect the Vikings to pull away, but I think. It's going to be close. Division games in general are usually pretty close. Like, how often do you see a, you know, a division opponent get blown out by the other? Like, these teams know each other. They've they see each other twice a year. Um, there's different players always in the mix, but you know, a lot of Harrison Smith's still there. You know, Eric Kendricks, Neil Hunter. They've all played the Lions multiple times. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is pretty good against the Lions, actually. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, they've all played the Lions multiple times, and the Lions have seen them multiple times. Now, the interesting wrinkle will be TJ Hawkinson on the other side of the ball. He played against the Vikings this year <laughs> with the Lions, and now he gets to play against the Lions this year with the Vikings. So that'll be interesting to see uh, what he does. I'm sure he'll have a little extra motivation to be like, hey, you guys let me go. I'm on a better team now, and we're going to win. Um, but yeah, it's going to be close. The Lions play hard. Like a lot's being made about the Lions winning four of the last five. Uh, they've beat one team with a winning record. That's the Giants. The Giants who have one win in their last five games. So let's not get too thrilled about that. Uh, and then their other win, their other win over a team with a winning record this year was over the Commanders in week two, which was over the Commanders when they had Carson Wentz in there. Not the same team that they are right now. Um, so yeah, Lions, you know, they're winning, they're winning games that they, they should win and, um, they shouldn't win on Sunday. So it is interesting too. Cause like, there's this thought in my head that's just kind of like, well, good for the Lions. Get it. Like they're yeah. in our division. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Like we, nobody here hates the Lions or like Dan Campbell. Like they, yeah. they watch hard knocks and you're like, this guy's like the ultimate baby face. Mm-hmm. Like it's Homer Simpson running the power plant or like Mike Tice 2.0. Like nobody hates the Lions, and it's super weird, especially since the Vikings need the Lions to lose 
in order to clinch the division at this point. And they'll do it. It would just be better to get it out of the way. Kirk Cousins talked about that yesterday. How, you know, I mean, it's typical Kirk, you know, they do. Yeah. Well, it's just another game, but it'd be nice to get it out of the way. And Kevin O'Connell's just like, yeah, we, it's just another game where, you know, the deep brooding, like, I feel like <sighs> Kevin O'Connell's got like Batman vibes. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like when he's out in front of the media, he's like Bruce Wayne, just like super, not, not that like, you know, Kevin O'Connell's a vigilante, like whooping the crap out of some guy trying to rob huh? a bank. We don't know that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our head coach, he's Batman. Like he's yeah, kind of, he'd be kind of hard to, for him to, to hide though. Cause he's pretty tall. He's like six, four, six, five. <laughs> it is amazing when he takes pictures with like anybody else. Yeah, like you forget he's that tall, and then yeah. like you watch like videos and stuff, and you're like, "Oh, holy shit, he's tall!" Like, yeah. like him and him Quasi's pretty tall too. Yeah, yeah, him and the Wilfs. Like the Wilfs are like, yeah. you know, stomach can't height <laughs> little, and like guys, just yeah. towering right over him. And mm-hmm. I mean, the Wilfs aren't that small. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that could be contributing to this line is that the Vikings are really banged up right now. Uh, six players did not practice on Wednesday. Again, we are recording this on Thursday morning or live on YouTube. If you want, thank you for spending lunch with us, by the way, five of those players were out due to an illness. Now they have come out and said it is not COVID, which, uh, I, I was kind of, uh, right now. now. Yeah. Right. And right now, at least, uh, among those five were Daniel Hunter, Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith. Now, the Vikings could get Cameron Dantzler back, who returns to the scene of the crime, which I'm sure Chris Boyd will probably like go to the end zone and take a selfie at the crime scene. LOL. Good tweet. <laughs> Good tweet. Uh, Christian Derrissaw also was limited as he works his way back from a concussion. But how concerned are you about all of these Viking injuries right now? Um, I won't be concerned until Friday when they're, they have like, actual designations because we've seen guys get illnesses and stuff. I think Jeff Okuda on the Lions has, a, he's didn't practice yesterday because he had an illness or whatever. Um, has anybody tested positive for COVID this year? It's funny how that hasn't happened. They don't, they don't do it anymore. <laughs> I know they don't, I know they don't, there's no mandatory testing. They're probably, they probably, they might test you if you have symptoms or whatever. So I don't know how exactly how it is, but if you do test positive, you still have to miss mandatory five days. Cause what Correct. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins did test positive in what August. Yeah, during um, training so, camp. So it still happens, but it for, for some reason doesn't happen during the season. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, everyone has an illness. Um, whatever. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried until Friday when the, it's like doubtful or questionable. Because um, you know, sometimes you get sometimes you get these 24 hour bugs. Sometimes you know, maybe somebody had some some bad food and and that happens. Um, but you know. For now, I'm not worried. The game's indoors, so I think that will be helpful as opposed to, you know, maybe going to Green Bay this time of year and you're, like, sick already. That ain't going to help you. Um, and I'm sure they'll be pumped with IVs and everything uh, leading up to it if they really are truly sick. But I would expect uh, most of the guys that are out with an illness right now to probably play on Sunday. And if not, yeah, it's uh, that's going to be a problem. Uh, but we'll know more tomorrow um but yeah not worried right now could be worried but right now i'm okay i'm I'm sweating a little bit thinking of two things and i mean i mentioned the first one because like you said i i mean nobody we, we haven't heard anybody about getting testing positive for covid during the right. season there's no more mandatory testing and i mean at this point they're just going to dismiss it as the sniffles or whatever 
you know, just like kind of uh, Green oh, wait, Bay. Did Doug, didn't like done. Doug Peterson get it one game or or Frank Riker? I feel like somebody. It might have been preseason though too. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, mysteriously went away um, as the <laughs> season started. But getting off of that topic before we get to monetized, um, the I'm starting to sweat the secondary a little bit. Like mm-hmm. th- this is a little because I mean Patrick Peters and Harrison Smith. Luke Braun said uh, there's a bit of a flu going around in Minnesota, which I was kind of thinking is kind of humorous for us because this is a Vikings podcast and you're based out of California and I'm in South Dakota. So I'm mean, in we LA. Have, we yeah we have no. <laughs> All the Viking podcasters are smart enough to be like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Although South Dakota isn't much different from Minnesota weather-wise. <laughs> They've gotten a lot more snow, though. I will say oh, yeah. that. Sure. Uh, we got bare ground out here, too. <laughs> I, I want a little. I, I'm a guy who likes a little bit of snow for Christmas. Not like, you know, and once Christmas is done, get it out of my sight. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. had I've had enough snow in my life. I don't need it ever again. But my kids well, want to see it. And I'm like, in Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> careful what you wish for kids yeah <laughs> like, I, i've seen some like 24 foot uh snow walls coming yeah. from syracuse but. oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but i mean the secondary a caleb evans suffers his third concussion of the year against the jets last week which that has me asking a lot of questions especially He's on our with, ir now yeah and especially with saw, you know his little thing it's kind of like what are we doing here? Why is he back yeah. on the field with yeah. the third concussion? Yeah. And it seemed like he didn't seem right against the Jets at times either. Right. So it was kind of like, were when you was the first there? Because I don't, I remember the one. I would assume it was a Bills. training camp thing or something. Yeah. Because I don't remember the first one. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah. three, three's the charm, I guess. Uh, Andrew Booth Jr. just never was a thing due to injuries this year. I mean, it was a knee, it was a quad, it was something else. I don't know if it will be even something else, but uh, whatever. So, I mean, it's almost like we got to put Duke Shelley and Chris Boyd in bubble wrap and protect them at all costs right now. Did they sign anybody? You think they'll sign anybody? I I would think so. But, I mean, what what role are they going to play? I, I would assume they would elevate somebody from the practice squad. Yeah. If they need somebody on Sunday, excuse me. And if they do sign somebody that's not um, good for Peterson Smith's uh, uh, status. But I mean, this is a team that ranks number one in the NFL with 7.1 net yards per attempt allowed. And I mean, we saw it last week, Mike White, I mean, Garrett Wilson should have had, what was it? A 75 yard touchdown at the end of the game. He had 162 yards. He could have had a 200 yard day, but I mean, it just didn't happen. I mean, these injuries combined with the passive style that Ed Donatel is playing. And I, and I think like Ed Donatel's defense is all about like not allowing big plays. Right. But I mean, when you have injuries, (laughs) you have players that are not used to playing with each other. So you run into these situations where players are running free down the field because they don't know the guy's tendency that's playing Mm -hmm. on the same side of the field. We saw it in Philadelphia on that Quez Watkins touchdown. Mm -hmm. And we almost, I mean, Shoot week one, right? Christian mm-hmm. Watson's right mm-hmm. wide open and he drops a pass. That's yep. looking a little scary right now. So, I, I mean, if there's one area where I'm really sweating, it, it's in the secondary because, I mean, the Vikings need to find a way to get healthy and they need to find a way to get depth. Yeah, I'm on Raw St. Brown. If you play fantasy or daily fantasy or whatever, you should be playing him. Guillotine <laughs> leagues, baby. I'm still in it. I'm, I'm still, still in it. 
you should you should be playing him because he's going to have a big game if he stays healthy because uh, he can get banged up. There's a couple of times he's been banged up this year, so that could happen too. Uh, but yeah, uh, the middle of the field is wide open uh, <laughs> when you're playing the Vikings this year for, for whatever reason, whether it's the linebackers or the safeties or Shannon Sullivan or whatever. Like Anytime you just do a little crossing route, it seems to turn into a 30-yard play or, or more for the other team. And it's like, well, we don't give up big plays that's o- that often, like Ed Dontel says. And it's like, well... Actually, so you say do. yards don't equal points. Yeah, it's like yeah. well, well, they can eventually. If, they you will. Know. You yes. know, I, I love that they. You know, they're good in the red zone. They're good on third down. But you know, if you're giving up fifty yard touchdowns, it doesn't matter if you're good in the red zone because that's those are gonna just put points on the board no matter what. Um. So you know, the lines are are they're a good offense, especially with uh, DeAndre Swift expected to be back in there. Uh, for them, I don't think did he get hurt. I think he got hurt in the first game. Um, against the Vikings, DeAndre um, Swift. Yeah, he, I think he, he was limited. Maybe yeah. he started and then he. I think he did really well, like in the first Jamal half. Williams did the pumps. He did the Hingleman Kringleberry and got. <laughs> got he did more in three pumps. He's got fourteen touchdowns this year. Jamal Williams he's got fourteen touchdowns already. Um, he could he could easily get twenty this year. Um, but yeah, the Lions offense is good. Um, and you know I we'll go over like what the Vikings need to do to win later, but I think a big key is going to be keeping that offense off the field because your defense is, is terrible. The Vikings defense is terrible. Uh, they have no pass rush right now because they're only rushing four guys and every, every offense knows like, Hey, just get the ball out quick and you won't have to deal with that pass rush, uh, which is what pretty much every quarterback is doing uh, because everyone's open anyways. Uh, and the Vikings don't blitz you know, for a team that gives up so many yards. I feel like you should just make it worth it and actually blitz like, what <laughs> either do one or the other. Don't 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 just be don't play prevent the whole time, but for some reason Ed Donatel's afraid to send, you know, Harrison Smith or Eric Kendricks, guys that are experienced and know what they're doing. Uh he just wants to sit back and let the team do whatever they want, I guess. But I don't know. Um Yeah, the secondary is not good. It's not good. It's not really probably gonna get better until next year. So it's gonna be something that probably prevent, prevents them from, from doing what they want. You don't think they signed someone like Richard Sherman, right? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I, I don't think Richard Sherman helps them. Okay. Like, well, like that's yeah. just that he's been sitting on the... I mean, I know he's in football shape, but I mean... What is he going to do for the last two years? He's been an awful tackler. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if that's the problem, I mean, honestly, if their tackling just increased and they, you know, got up on the ball carrier, these big plays would be done. But I mean, when the guy can't tackle, 
Yeah, I you think know, they what missed are you like doing? ten tackles last week. That was that was bad. They've been pretty good at tackling for the most part this year, but last week they were just I don't know. The Jets had like Vaseline on them or something. They just couldn't couldn't catch them. It was it was bad. But yeah, the second they do that in Little Giants? He put stick them on uh, his hands. It was, so it was uh, yeah. I, I didn't know but, if they did both. I remember the stick them thing because he like claps his yeah. hands and then he can't like get his hands open. <laughs> I don't know if Vaseline. Yeah. I don't remember that part. It might yeah. have been something else, like Mighty Ducks or something. Yeah. Those movies uh, all mixed together. Mighty Ducks, though. Yeah, you gotta love Mighty <laughs> Hey, how about the Jets wearing those Mighty Ducks jerseys and then getting then losing? How about every team that's like, oh, we're going to be silly and do Minnesota stuff against the Vikings, and then they lose? Wait, the Jets wore, oh, they, did did, you, they you came in wearing yeah. stuff. Yeah, they wore the, uh, the Hawks. Well, one of them did. And then, like, Mike White wore, Maybe like, that's why. Because the Hawks jersey. were losers. I think it was Braxton Berrios wore, like, the Hawks jersey. And then uh, the other, a couple other guys wore Ducks jerseys. It's like, Jets fly together. It's like, not a good idea, guys. Not a good idea. I feel, I feel like at times, too, this defense lets up. Like, I, I, like after the Jefferson touchdown last week, like, the Zodovan White one. And maybe this is, like, when you asked me, what did you uh, notice about being in the stadium and like, I'm like, well, beer lines. Well, no, that one of the other things I noticed is like on the Zonovan night one, it seemed like people were just kind of like, all right. Yeah. You're getting your yards. Yeah. Whatever. I like, they, they weren't, they didn't seem like they were going full speed to me. Like the Miami Tyreek Hill catch late, or maybe it was Jalen Waddle. They just got like a random 60 yarder mixed in there. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just kind of like, all right, we're up two scores, mail it in. We let, let's head to the locker room. We just got to kill these last three minutes. And it's like, Oh, they're moving down the field again. They're not giving up. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like this team has a tendency to coast on defense. So and know. offense, you can say offense too. Cause they get, they get a lead and then they're like, well, just let's third down. We'll just run the ball. And then it's like, and then, then three possessions later, you're doing all these three and outs. You have no points. You're like, Oh, the other team they're, they're back again. Yeah. So, like, both you can say that for both sides of the ball. But anyway, uh, Vikings against Lions. We'll talk about this specifically. The Lions, of course, as we mentioned, are favored by one and a half points on Sunday. The Vikings will win this game if they do what, Adam? Oh, I wrote wrote some stuff down for this today, actually. Um, I believe they will. Well, first off, they have to force multiple turnovers because the Lions are 0-4 this season when turning the ball over two or more times. And I believe the Vikings are uh, uh, 10 and 0 this year when they force at least one turnover. Um, let me double check that real quick. This is great podcasting. Oh, I'm sorry. 10 and 10 and one. Yeah. Uh, they forced a turnover against the Eagles, but that didn't make a difference. Um, so 10 and one this year when they force a turnover and the lions are 0 and four when turning the ball over two or more times. So get multiple turnovers uh secondly place a big emphasis on running the ball lions are allowing 5.2 yards per carry this season second worst in the nfl uh their last three games are a little better 4.7 yards per carry allowed still 25th in the nfl and then lastly get the ball to tj hawkinson uh lions are one of the worst teams against tight ends this season and uh as they've allowed the second most touchdowns in the league to tight ends this season with eight. And I'm sure KJ Hawkinson is going to want to go into Detroit, get the win. Uh, I've already heard, you know, many predictions like 
the Vikings win, you know, he's going to get a game ball because, you know, because because Harrison Phillips got one and and uh, Buffalo, Darius Smith got one against the Packers and, and things like that. So I think uh, the Vikings are going to target Hawkinson early and often. And uh, I think he should have a, a big impact on this game. Everybody gets a game ball with Kevin O'Connell, though. He like hands them out like candy after yeah. games. Well, do do players get extra? Do they get extra money or anything with those? Like, do we do we know that? I've heard like stuff comes out. I've heard like somebody telling Kevin O'Connell like you got to be careful those those come out of your pocket. And then I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Like players do players get like a bonus if they get a game ball? Like I don't I don't understand. Friend of the show or friend of the homer. She hasn't been on this show. Maybe someday, but Jesse Pierce said that uh, when wild players have to do like charity stuff, mm-hmm. they actually have to buy their jersey and like sign it. Like the wild doesn't provide a jersey what? from how I understood it. <laughs> so like she said there was one uh, <laughs> so one player. She didn't mention the name, but he went down to the hockey lodge to like buy his own jersey. And this fan was like, oh, you're buying your own jersey. That's egotistical. And he's like, it's for charity, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good one. Good one, buddy. So, yeah. Um, mine is quite simple. The Vikings are going to beat the Lions if they outscore the Lions. Yeah. This, this very John that's Madden. That. That's how it works. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's the name of the game. Mike Zimmer, uh, did not know it was just hold your opponents less, the least amount of points possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also a bold strategy. It works, but, uh, the Detroit Lions are sixth in the NFL with 315 points. They are seventh in the NFL with 6.8 net yards per attempt. I talked about the injuries in the secondary, and I also talked about the uh, Vikings being the number one team as far as net yards per attempt. Jared Goff has had great games against the Vikings since coming over. Uh, He also had that banger of a game when he was with the Rams uh, against the Vikings. So, you know, like Jeff Saturday and the Colts, who we'll see in two weeks, uh, the Lions ain't scared, bro. So, um yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think the Vikings are going to need to put up points and don't let off the gas. Like I talked about it defensively. It's like offensively, too, at times. It's just like, all right, run Dalvin for two yards, three straight times, and we'll punt. Like, that that's Mike Zimmer stuff. Like, sorry to throw yeah. another stray at him, but. We didn't. We haven't mentioned the the Kevin O'Connell and Jared Goff connection because uh, he worked with him in the, for a year. In uh, Los right. Angeles, That's so right. maybe yeah. maybe he can offer the defense some uh, some pointers this week. Didn't work last time they played them, nope. but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, the Vikings are going to lose this game if they do what? I think if Kirk Cousins plays like he did last week, I don't think the Vikings have a chance. If he plays like that, he was first. Jets defense is good. Just Jets pass defense is really good. So I'll give him. Uh, a pass for that, but if he comes out and plays like that on Sunday, like he's got no chance. The Lions can score points, and you gotta you gotta keep pace with them. You gotta set the pace. You cannot have three or four three and outs. Like you gotta keep pace, especially indoors. This, this is gonna be a high scoring game. Um, so the Vikings, you know, they gotta make the most of their opportunities. Touchdowns over field goals. Um. And then you can't – I don't think they can let the the Lions get out to, like, an early two-possession lead because I don't know if the Vikings – like, I don't know if they can come back on the road. I feel like it's going to be a lot harder to do that than if they were, if they were home because I feel like 
the the Ford Ford Field's going to be packed. Uh, they've already asked everyone to get there. They're talking about like this is the game of the year, whatever. Um, so it's I, almost I adorable, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's, it's but like, they're a tough team. They're a tough team. I, I will give them that. Like, and I, they want to win. They want to. They want to. Yeah. You know, send a message. This is. This isn't for really this season. This is for the future. Like, hey, we're we're here to play. We're gonna be, you know, tough. We're gonna be a tough opponent for the next few years, and you have to worry about us. So this is, you know, one of their first steps in that direction. They can beat the Vikings, so I don't think they will. Uh, but yeah, they get they got Kirk Cousins cannot play like he did last week, or else the Vikings don't have a chance. You know what's crazy to me, and this is another kind of off-topic thing, but um, the Lions have the third overall pick in the draft next year, and that is utterly terrifying as well because uh, the Matthew Stafford, everybody's like, oh, yeah, look at the Stafford trade. It works so well. Like, F them picks is turning into – Yeah, well, and and they did. But, I mean, if they didn't, (laughs) oh, my God, this would be – because now it's like, you know, he's wearing a shirt saying F them picks. It's like Mm -hmm. F them picks. Like, look look at that. Like – you think Denver's uh, really happy with Russell Wilson right now? Yeah. I, I think Seattle's got the fifth overall pick, yeah. and they don't have to take a quarterback. Yeah. Like that's that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I say the Vikings will lose this game if we see the Jamison Williams game, and he did not play much last week. He was nope. mainly just a special teams gunner. Um, I think missing all of the preseason program and practice really will hinder his development, but it only takes one. It only takes one play for Jameson Williams to get behind that defense and break it. And I don't know, man. I I mean, looking, you can't really say Jameson Williams would have had a big impact on this team, but if Jameson Williams were working his way back on the field, we would be very excited as Viking fans because Adam Thielen, although he's from Minnesota, congrats on the man of the year nod. You know, yeah. thankfully the Vikings this time, they actually paid the guy before making the big uh, man of the year video. But um, that's another conversation for another day. Oh, no. uh, KJ Osborne, you know, hasn't been much. And Jalen Rieger, I, I mean, we know about Jalen Rieger. Like, I, I, pe- I guarantee to like win on Sunday. Yeah, I feel, well... Chris Thomason probably asked that, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, guaranteed a win, huh? yeah, totally." What's yeah. he gonna? Yeah, was he gonna say? Nope, we're gonna lose. Well, I don't know. It, it's fifty-fifty. You know, I'm not really feeling great about our odds, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, we'll we'll just see what happens. Yeah. No, I, I mean, Jamison Williams it takes just one. It takes just one to get behind that defense, and like Christian Watson in Week One, he catches that pass. We are sweating about uh, these trades, and we already are. I mean, Lewis Sween, broken leg. Andrew Booth Jr. didn't do much. Uh, Ed Ingram, you can see something there, but, I mean, he's leading the league and pressures allowed. There are a lot of bad things with those trades right now, and they could work out in the Vikings' favor down the line. But right now, you know, getting a guy like Jameson Williams, if he was in the Vikings lineup right now, that's a vertical threat. And it's like, oh my God, Justin Jefferson's going to be even more open. And I think that's going to be one of the big things. So um, if Jamison Williams gets open for a long touchdown, it's going to bring the defense back even further. And it's going to open up things for Amon Ross St. Brown, the running game and everything else for the Lions. So don't let Jamison Williams burn you. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I think if da- if Dancer plays, um, they're going to test him early. See like how, how good he is coming back and everything. And I wouldn't be surprised by that. And uh, I'm not so sure he's going to do that well. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Um, so yeah, you got a prediction for the game? 
lowest. So I know I didn't put it on the. I'm putting it on spot. I didn't half. put it on the. Um, let's let's do let's do forty thirty six Vikings. Forty thirty six. I I like the shootout projection because I think it is going to be a shootout. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say thirty one thirty Vikings. Oh man, I, it's going to go down to the wire. It's going to be. Is anyone going to uh, punt? Greg Joseph, game-winning field goal. Is anyone going to punt? Is anyone going to punt? Um, I think the Vikings will because they love to go three and out for several stretches at a time. So but we'll at least see, their uh, putter kicks it like 70 yards every time. So it's it's not as bad as it was in the past. Ryan Wright is uh, doing his best Seamus uh, impersonation. There's your obligatory ref- wrestling reference. It's yeah. just banger after banger after banger on fourth down. <laughs> um, let's wrap things up by talking a little Mike Zimmer news or maybe news. Uh, Mike Zimmer is rumored to be the next defensive coordinator at Colorado. Uh, somebody else came out and said, no, he's not. So there's this huge <laughs> cloud of confusion there. Uh, we do know Deion Sanders is going to Colorado, and he told everyone on the roster, y'all suck, get in the transfer portal. I'm bringing in my guys right now. Um, let's say Mike Zimmer takes this job. Do you think he'd be a good college coordinator? <laughs> As, is he good at his, at his job, like football-wise? Yeah. Does he want to deal with college kids and them you know, transferring when they don't get their way every year? No. I don't think he wants anything to do with college, which is why the report of him going to Colorado has been disputed. I think he'd rather take like a senior defensive position somewhere in the NFL before he goes to college. He loves, loves Dion. Great friend of his helped him out. They've helped each other out. I don't, I'd be very surprised if he went to Colorado. Um, I know he went to Jackson state to help him out, but I think that was more, that was, that wasn't really like a full-time thing. That was like a part-time, like help you out, come in, to do some teaching. He was, I don't think he was on, even on the sidelines during games. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> I don't see him going to college. Uh, it would maybe, maybe it would be good. Maybe it'd be like, you know, a breath of fresh air for Mike Zimmer to be like, you know what, whatever. He's let's have some fun. These kids, let's get this program back uh, in action. And, you know, maybe we'll do some things maybe, but if I was going to talk a lot about betting on the show, if I was going to make a bet, I'd say Mike Zimmer is not going to be coaching anywhere in any role in college. You know, I, I look at it. A lot of people say like, Hey, Mike Zimmer, he, he didn't want to teach players at the end. Well, Hey, well, look at, look at, look at who he wanted to do. Look at who he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as talent goes, there wasn't a lot of talent really to mold because of the picks that they had made and be like, you forget that 2017 defense, a lot of guys were molded by Mike Zimmer. You had a young Harrison Smith. You had a Xavier Rhodes. You had Linville Joseph who came over from the Giants. Like a lot of those guys benefited greatly from having Mike Zimmer there. So if he wanted to be a defensive coordinator, I think it would work great for him. Um, if he did not, I, I mean, if he did the analyst thing, he could still teach. I mean, that's probably better for him. He can come in every once in a while. You know, Travis Hunter. <clears throat> the five-star cornerback that Dion got from Florida state uh, last year, he should be like attached to the hip, but with Mike Zimmer 
in my opinion. It's just like, teach me, teach me everything you know. You know Deion Sanders, like him and Deion. Like I would live in their office. I don't yeah. think you can li- literally live in like a head coach's office in college football. <laughs> oh. You know, I I would I would hang out with Dion as much as possible, tap into his brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> I don't know. I just don't know. I don't see them going to like like the Jackson State thing was fine because it was kind of small and under the radar, but like the microscope's going to be on, especially with Dion as a coach. Um, when you're in with with Colorado, they're in the, they're in what are they in the pack? Pack they're tomorrow? in the pack. Tw- well, soon to be pack ten again or eleven. Because they're yeah. in San Diego. No, State. yeah, they're getting San Diego State. Um, probably somebody else. Um, so it'll be Pac-12 still. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'd be surprised because the person who came out and said that he was going to do it was was Fitz's dad, Larry Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. his dad. Um, and he, I don't even know he he didn't even say like sources or whatever. He was just saying like this is going to happen, and and then people with like other reporters were like, no, it's not. Um, and I saw some other people also be like it's he's not doing that um so yeah but i'm i'm interested to see what dion can do i, I a lot of people have been kind of like not a fan of his introduction to the school and the players and everything and i'm just like he's not wrong like they're they were terrible so like he's coming to do a job and the, he's like you guys stink we got to get better so he like it reminds me of mike zimmer where people were like Oh man, he's he's brutal. He's being mean. Like, but he's not wrong. He's telling the truth. Like, just because he says it straight to your face doesn't mean it's wrong. So, yeah. Well, and that I, that's college football now. It used yeah. to be, you know, even me playing NCAA fourteen. I, you, you think I don't want to cut half the players that are on right. there? The right. quarterback with like a forty eight speed or whatever. Like, no, I don't want that. I want quarterbacks that can run all over the place. Like with the transfer portal, you can basically pick what you want throw it on your team and whatever so it would be foolish for somebody like Dion, who has the pull just because of his name to go out and get players to go to colorado i'm excited to see how he does i think it'll be short-lived and i don't think it'll do anything with being on the field because i think he'll get the talent um you know I, I will find out how good of an actual coach he is because yeah. I, I mean, this is nothing against like HBCU schools, but they don't have the same level of talent that a school like Alabama has or whatever. And yeah. I know Dion got Travis Hunter and uh, some other four-star receiver, but that's not the norm the, teams the because team. they don't play in like the top level of, you know, like yeah. they have the celebration bowl, which is very important to those schools. Um, That is like their national championship. So they, I believe they're classified as an FCS school, but they just don't play in the FCS tournament. Um, Jackrabbits hosting Holy Cross on Saturday, by the way, Uh, one versus eight seed, two games away from Frisco, Texas. Um, (laughs) Just in case you were wondering. Oh yeah. Um, I I think there's going to be a recruiting violation at some point. It's just going to be some kind of nasty, like, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think Dion's going to get know. a hot wire. He's going to say the wrong thing. He's well, going to yeah. do the wrong thing. Or I don't know now because because NIL, they could they could basically get anyone they want and use NIL yeah. as an excuse. So I don't, be, I don't. It's USC hard to get, basically bought Jordan Addison for Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's hard to get a recruiting violation now with NIL in there because you can just be like, "Well, I didn't pay him. He did," um, and they're like, "Well, I guess that's fine." 
So I don't know. I'm curious. I think he did well at Jackson State, and that was people are are mad because he's like, is is he's getting this job before other people. It's like he wanted to be a head coach. He didn't want to be an assistant coach. And Jackson State's mm-hmm. like, sure, you can be our head coach. And then he did well. And then Colorado is smart. They know Dion's going to bring eyes, going to bring in people to the school. Like, everyone's like up in arms. That, that Colorado needs the attention. Yeah. They Dion, used to be a powerhouse back in yeah. the day. And now it's everyone, just like. Everyone's up in arms. They're like, Dion skipped a line. It's like, yeah, he's Dion. Like, he has. There's a reason, like, he has this personality. He gets, like, people want are interested in him wherever he goes. It's, it's just how it is. And people are mad about that because they didn't hire, like, some defensive coordinator from Nebraska or something, like, to, to be their head coach who grinded it out. And it's like, listen, college football is about money right now. Not right now. Always it's been about money. It's about money more than ever, I would say. And Colorado's trying to get people to go to their school get people to watch their school, get their football team to go to those big bowl games so they can get that money. They can't even afford to pay Dion right now. Uh, he's getting like $4.5 million a season or whatever, and they asked AD, like, you know, can you afford that? And he's like, no, nah, not really. Um, so <clears throat> they need money, and they know Dion can bring it in, whether they're successful or not. He's going to have publicity on him. Um, and uh, I'm curious to see. I think Dion has a chance to be successful. I think this is not going to be – his last job either. I think he could go on like Florida State or something or something like that. I think that's a, a place he'll eventually end up if they need a new coach because that's where he went to school. Could could he like like Dion seems like a guy who's always got a chip on his shoulder though. They yeah. passed on Dion once, yeah, which is understandable because he had no head coaching experience. But I mean, in Florida State, I, I mean, does he go? Yeah, screw you guys. You didn't hire me last time, or yeah, I, I, they give him the right amount of money, and that's the, the other yeah, thing too. That, like that's people, true. Are, people are like, "Oh, he abandoned uh, Jackson State HBCU. Said he was going to be there forever." And I'm like, he has a certain lifestyle that he needs to like keep up with. His salary at Jackson State was not going to be enough for that. Like he needed to go somewhere. He was going to get paid more. Like all the stuff that he that Jackson State built, like locker rooms and stuff, that was out of his pocket. Um, so he wasn't, he wasn't, and it, it really wasn't about like him getting paid. He always said that, but like, he's, <laughs> he needs more than what he was getting at, at Jackson state and, and Colorado's at right now. And they offered him and he's like, yeah, I need to, need to take it. And I'm very interested to see. And I, once again, I have no problem with him being like, you guys suck. We got to get better. Like it is what it is. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go mash NCAA 14 now um, to go tell the rest of my team that they suck (laughs) uh, when I take over the Minnesota Gophers. Anyway, uh, thanks for watching. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. But we're also on Spotify and Apple in case you missed us or just want to listen to the show again. uh, He's Adam Patrick. I'm Chris Shad. We'll talk to you on Monday. See you later. (laughs) 